are gonna party like the 80s. Show us how, Flash. It's easy. We just gotta nail a lot of girls named Stephanie. God, Johnny, I got so much energy. We better start doing stupid shit. All right, look, Johnny, if we're ever gonna get serious about opening a restaurant, we gotta start planning it now. Italian. Italian, yes. What's the special on Tuesdays? Eggplant pan. Chopped salad, half price. And it's a non-restricted place. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Anybody can come. Of course. Jews are welcome. Well, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they be? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but why even bring that up? You don't bring it up, you just let them in. So why mention it? No one will. So why are we talking about it? You're talking about it, I'm just saying let them in. Yeah, let them in. Exactly. Right? Good. Okay. No Mexicans, though. program with me, your host, Dave Juskow, on the November 9th, 2021 edition, recording on a beautiful Saturday morning in New York City after a night of super-duper partying and really, really tying one on, as I believe they used to call it in the 1930s when uh, I was just a young boy. Well, let's just uh, get it going because I guess I have a lot to report. And yet, you know, sometimes when you say that, you end up just doing a half hour and you're like, I guess I got nothing. But I'm just going to start. I think I'm just going to go backwards today because, you know, again, right, when I'm out and about and having this whatever time, certainly an interesting time in New York City and using New York City for everything it's uh, worth and stands for, I think about I'm like, oh, you know. My podcast listeners are going to like this. So that is all I ever think about all the time. And isn't that the most important thing of all? I hope everybody's doing okay. Let me just say, I'll do a little uh, house cleaning, I think they call it, before we get started. And again, I am very hungover, so we'll see if my voice holds out. As I was screaming and yelling last night, because Dave Juskow still knows how to party at the ripe age old of 75. Or would that Whatever. Uh, just to let you know, this tonight on the Comedy Cellar football show, which I love to do, is Mike Vecchione and Dave Landau, I believe. Those are my two guests, and they're terrific and really terrific. Mike Vecchione is such a good comic, and Dave Landau is even better. If you ever get to see this guy perform, he's really interesting. Uh, so that's that. And then uh, last week... The beautiful, unbelievably Amy Yazbek. She is terrific. More to tell you about that in a second. And Tom Papa. Oh, my God. What a what a great deal it is for me to have him on my podcast, reconnecting with uh, with an old college friend who was in love with Tom Papa. And uh, it's so funny. I don't know. It's, uh, it's great. And I, I like when people like the guests I have on. What could be better for me on Billy Joel? A to Z. 
this week. What do we have? Oh, yeah, the very exciting Eyes wrap-up. And, <laughs> and then the song James. James. I never even... You know, you'll find out. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard the song before. <laughs> so it's another reveal party for Dave Jessica. I think I'm so, reaction video, right? That's um. Thank you. I, you guys corrected me, uh, in the Patreon uh, area, right? Reaction video uh, for Dave Jessica again with this song, James, which is now uh, one of my new favorite songs. If it wasn't named after a dude, right? Am I right or am I not? Let's just start. Oh, also, well, see, we gotta go backwards. Okay, no. Wait. Okay. All right. It's hard to figure out where to begin. So I'll start on Wednesday, I think. I'll start on Wednesday. Wednesday I had my show. Yeah, I'll start on Wednesday because that is what leads to uh, yesterday. So Wednesday uh, I had my show at the West Side Comedy Club, and it uh, was super fun. Uh, We were talking about... uh, Mike Vecchione, his uh, girlfriend, Katie, little Katie Hannigan. That's what I call her, which I don't think she cares for. Uh, Dan Natterman, who I got to, he closed the show and he's brilliant. You know, except for his uh, cheapness. Uh, <laughs> he's really funny. He was great. And Dove Davidoff uh, came by. So I think he might be dating Olga, um, which is fine. Uh, and he's great. So I think I might have him on next month. And that would be, I, I think that's a real get. I mean, he's really good comic and uh oh boy is he a good actor i don't know if you've ever seen the crashing episode and i think i talked about it when it was on in season three where he goes to jersey i I told him that that night i'm like dude i i I just got i don't know whether we discussed this before but you're uh that episode you know i don't know who the hell wrote that it's got to be somebody already i've talked to pete holmes i even talked to judd apatow about it there's this one episode where he goes on a road trip with pete and that idiot jamie lee or whatever her name is Pete's old girlfriend, um, and they go on a road trip to do comedy, and Dove is like, hey, come on, we got a party after, it's fun with the staff, and it's just not like that anymore, and she, I, I know I told you this, but it, it's, such, it's such an unbelievable episode, and they go back to their room and start work and drink tea and work on their material, and he's like, come on, what the fuck, and then he's like hitting on the wait staff, because that's what we used to do. So it's impossible to tell anybody it's an amazing episode because, I mean, I don't know who wrote that episode. It has to be somebody our age because, you know, doing stand-up comedy, which is probably the only reason I was in it, as you know, because I don't really like it very much, was for the social, unbelievable aspect of it. And, you know, after you perform at these clubs, especially in Washington, D.C., which was one of the greatest party clubs in the history of parties, you, you know, you would hang out with the staff. I mean, that was the plan. You'd hang out with the staff. You'd... You know, fooling around with the waitresses. I mean, this is the way it worked. I mean, I feel like I'm in the 1920s, but that's why this one particular episode of Crashing was a standalone, different kind of episode than, you know, that had nothing to do with Pete, really, but Dove. And uh, boy, it was great. If you ever get a chance, I don't, you know, what number it is or anything, but it's, a, it's like a road trip of some sort. And it is a fantastic depiction of uh, somebody, my, an old man who. You know, used to, we used to, things used to be different. And now all these comics are such pussies and they just go home and work on their act and it's really, and work on social media and it's really fucked up. Or is it? I mean, you look at it both ways. They're so dedicated and determined. I guess that's a good thing too. But you and I, we're from the 80s. We uh, appreciate the party aspect of everything. 
And that's what these children will never understand. So I'm sitting there. Okay, so I got these cousins who I don't really know. Not the ones from Kentucky, those evil ones. Who I still like, but I mean, come on, they dicked me over when the, my uncle cut us out of the will. <laughs> still a classic story. Uh, anyway, I got these cousins on my mother's side who, I don't know, you know, again, like, we're, like, like my cousin who owns the Devils, uh, you know, we met a couple times in the 70s, and, and that was about it. And then we reconnected about 20 years ago, and that was about it. And their last name, it's hilarious, Eisenberger. <laughs> I think they're Jewish. The weird part was we're so Jewy that my mother's mother's maiden name was Eisenberger, and my dad's mother, get ready, maiden name, Eisenberg. What the fuck? You know, I mean, seriously, I mean, it's really, isn't that funny? So uh, there, there was no way to lose. Uh, as long as you use the word Eisen in something, you're, it's like uh, in Fletch. Uh, I'm just here to see Dr. Rosenrosen. <laughs> Who? It's like Ro- Rosenrosen. Um, does Eisen, Eisenberg, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Anyway, they really, they got three kids. Their mother was terrific. She, we really liked her. She was really pretty. They're good looking kids, you know, they're all our age around now. And the, the oldest one told me he was coming to town. I don't even know if he's the oldest. I don't, anyway, the boy, Gary, he's really great. And he said, hey, we're coming to town because he lives in California now. And he says, we're coming to town in this particular date. And he gave me lots of heads up notice. Maybe he listens to the podcast and knows that's the important thing to do for Dave Jesko. And uh, and I notice I've been using my name in the uh, third party a lot, which I find very uh, funny. So, <laughs> uh, But uh, he, he called me and said, they're coming. And so he goes, oh, we're <laughs> we're going to the... Friday night, we're going to Billy Joel. You know, this is the opening of the new, you know, the the residency again after COVID. Billy Joel, I'm like, you guys, oh man. I was like, I do a Billy Joel podcast. I mean, we, me and Alon, we're waiting to go. It's so expensive. He's like, yeah, we're going there. And then Saturday, we're going to UFC. And then Sunday, we're seeing a play. And I'm like, that, that is a, feels like a Dave Chuscout weekend. I know I use my name, but I'm just saying it's, a, that's a very diverse, uh, thing to do i like it so so on wednesday i'm just about to start the show and i'm trying to figure out when i can go out with this guy right so i you know obviously i have this uh, and i think i i if you watched the tuesday show with amy yazbek she invited me as her date to the charity event that we do every year for the aortic health which is what her husband died of john ritter the great fucking john ritter from three's company and uh, she promotes this every year, and I help her with the promotion usually to this time of the year during the marathon, the Ritter Run. And normally I would get her Tommy Bahamas, and we'd have a little function on Saturday, whatever. This one was a Friday night deal at Tau downtown, really exclusive, fancy, you know, fancy schmancy place uh, that the kids go to uh, these days. But yeah, no, it was cool. And it's at seven o'clock, and I'm like, uh, you know, I got to go out on a Friday night. What the hell's going on here, right? But whatever. So I'm trying to figure out when I saw so maybe, maybe I'll meet these guys. Be, you know, this is the stress that fills my life. Maybe I'll meet these guys, you know, in the afternoon and then I can get ready for the thing. And, you know, I hate all this uh, going back and forth, whatever. I like to sit at home and watch TV, even though I know, I know when I go out, it's an awesome time and good things happen, which is where we're headed. 
So, right. So I'm like, well, Saturday is the day I do all the podcast. I can't really see them. He's like, we also have Saturday free. And I'm like, ah, no, Saturday I do all this stuff and I do this. And I do, I'm doing like four podcasts today, uh, with including Marina's and Live One and me and Elon and this one, and which is fine. Yeah, I love doing this on Saturday. Beautiful day. I mean, really should be outside. It's such a gorgeous day. I did go, at least go outside to get Dunkin' Donuts, which it wasn't easy because, like I said, I was very hungover. And then, you know, in Sunday, well, you know, I'm not going to meet anybody on Sunday, whatever. So, so we decide, so, okay, so Wednesday, I'm not telling this correctly, but on Wednesday, while I'm beginning the show, he texts me, my cousin Gary, and says, hey, turns out I broke up with my girlfriend and she was taking the extra ticket to Billy Joel, so we have an extra ticket. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. What? I, damn it. I cannot get out of this charity event I am doing. And I and then I wrote him. He didn't know. And I'm like, dude, I do a Billy Joel podcast. I've been dying to go see the... Re- I've never seen the residency show. It's an embarrassment. But there's nothing I could do. So all of a sudden, I'm like, I, I'm so upset. You know, and then I got to do the show. And I keep forgetting about it. And then I keep remembering it. And I'm like, oh, crap. I can't... A free ticket. You know how expensive those tickets are? A free ticket... To go see Billy Joel at the garden and report back to the Billy Joel A to Z nation. Damn it. Ugh. I was very upset all week. It was like bothering me, you know. But we did the show and the show was great. And then we went out drinking after. And, uh, you know, we had a, 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 a Algan Dove and Natterman. And my friend, oh, my friend Laura came with me and she just came back from California. She just got a job here. I've known her. You know, since she was a paralegal at my firm. And we uh, hung out. Yeah, I'll tell you all that in a second. And I invited her, and she came. And we all had a very nice time, except that they put us at a table. I hate sitting at a table afterwards. I like being at the bar and talking to everybody, and you can walk around. I, I, I can't stand being at a table. All goes on the other side. Meanwhile, she invites, get ready, if you care, if you're old enough, Kevin Meany's daughter to join us. Kevin Meany, the great... Stand-up comic Kevin Meany has a daughter. He's dead. And his daughter, who's very pretty, um, I don't know, she must be in her early 20s, she comes and she looks unbelievable because she's like wearing this unbelievable outfit uh, and joins us, And but she's all the way at the other side of the table. And I was like, oh, you got to meet this because she's unbelievable. And, you know, it's Kevin Meany. It's royalty, right? So the the problem is that, that well, there's no problem. The, at the Westside Comedy Club where, you know, the, the woman that runs it, she she doesn't even know who Kevin Meany is. And this kind of, this bothers the shit out of me. When somebody doesn't understand the history of comedy and they want to be a comic, it drives me crazy. But yeah, her dad was like, I like big pants. I know I did that like the Wicked Witch of the West, but you know what I'm talking about. So it was pretty exciting, even though, um, you know, at the end he he wasn't that great. But, uh, you know, he, he started a lot. And then, of course, he became gay, <laughs> which is hilarious. I didn't bring that up because I don't know what the subject is, but she found him, you know, dead. So that's pretty traumatic. But she was very nice and told her she wanted to be an actress. And I saw I happen to know the best acting teacher, and I'm hooking her up with my boy, Larry. Uh, but that, you know, for, for me, that was very exciting. You know, again, it, it's just like meeting, uh, you know, Ginger's daughter from Gilligan's Island. You know, I don't care. Any uh, the the celeb kids uh, I enjoy, let alone, I, I didn't know him. So he's just a celebrity. I mean, it's not like meeting Judy Gold's kid, who I love, Henry, because it's my friend's kid, you know, that's a whole different thing. And Greg Giraldo's kid, you know, that's that's exciting. Uh, you know, when you meet when they're when they're all grown up and nice people. 
you know, Natterman's there, so he doesn't pay for anything. And then I just got stuck with, you know, whatever. I made, I paid more than I made at the show, so that sucked. And I was pretty upset about that because, you know, I'm really just running out. So now I'm just going to skip over to yesterday because I, that's what I wanted to open the show with. And now I'm 20 minutes in and I haven't even gotten to what I wanted to say because I figured when I was walking home yesterday, I'm like, I'm going to open the show with five minutes. Like crazy, right? So we decide that we're going to meet at Carmine's at 4.30, 5 o'clock. And I got to be at that charity event at 7. So I dress up in a suit, you know, and I'm getting ready. and But I'm very uptight about the whole thing, obviously. I'm like, I'm uptight about my drinking intake. I'm uptight about uh, going to two different places. I'm uptight about how I'm going to get there. I'm uptight about not wearing a jacket. It was cold. I'm like, no, I'm like, I've already figured out. I'm like, not wearing a jacket. I'm just wearing the suit. I'm just wearing the suit, even if it's, you know, even if it's chilly. And like all these stupid things that no one cares about. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm nervous about what? Carmine's? That's goddamn delicious. It's a family-style place. I don't know if you know it. It's a... It's a family-style place in Times Square. There's also one on the Upper West Side, and it's goddamn delicious. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I can't eat there. I think there's going to be food at the other place. I can't get stuffed because then I'm just going to want to nap, and I I don't know what to drink. You know, I'm all uptight about the stuff that no one cares about except me. So I get there, and they're all sitting. He's like, oh, there's going to be like 12 of us because this is like a more the merrier type of guy. But I figured it's going to be okay because everybody's my age, so it's all right. You know, it's not like young kids or anything. So um, I get there, and everybody's nice. They put me right in the middle, which was so nice. He's like, here, sit by my sister. Now, I'd never met his younger sister, Sherry, but I knew his middle sister. Maybe she's the oldest. I don't even know. She might. I don't, I don't know how the ages work because, again, we haven't seen each other in a long time. And I'm sitting next to the sister, and I go, uh, so... Uh, so what's, what's that all about, right? And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, you don't remember, do you? When I came to visit you at Cornell, when you, were, when you first were there, I was a sophomore, you were a freshman, I came to visit you, hung out in your dorm. She's like, you did? Yes. And you were a little mean to me. You are a little rude. I don't think you wanted to be there. You know, our parents said we had to get together and you were pretty pissed off about it and you were really pretty and that was like really, uh, I felt like a fucking idiot. No, I don't remember that at all. How could you not remember? I remembered it every day of my life. No, I'm sorry. I don't remember. She was really intimidating. She was very pretty, and she was going to Cornell, and I went to Ithaca College, and I felt like a fucking idiot. And uh, I remember when I went to her dorm, and we hung out a little bit, but you could just see she was, like, not interested in hanging out. You know, I think our parent. you know, I think my mother was like, you got to go see Debbie, and her mother was like, look, just do this. For me, you know, of course he's an idiot, but so, <laughs> you know, cousins that really didn't know each other, whatever, but it was just so insulting, but it was hilarious that she didn't remember, didn't care. And <laughs> you know, I'm like, and so the way I was telling uh, one of the husbands of uh, her other sister, he was like, what are you talking? What happened? I'm like, well, I was like rat from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Picture that. And I'm in this girl's dorm room, and pretty much all these guys are coming in. Hey, Debbie, you want to go surf the gorge? And she's like, yeah, let me go. And she's like, Dave, can you lock up? You know, I'm like, "Uh, okay. I mean, that's pretty much the way it was in my mind. I don't remember how it exactly happened, but it's just really funny that she couldn't care less, nor remembers. And all I remember is, like, I guess sitting on her bed and her just, like, doing stuff you know like uh fixing her shelf or bookshelf or something like totally being like why am i talking to this guy and i'm sitting right next to her 40 years later 
still complaining about it, which is now she's a doctor. She doesn't give a shit, but I'm still angry about it. I'm like, you were very mean to me. <laughs> so I told Gary, he didn't know. And I told her younger sister who's so her younger sister, my mother loves because apparently they used to work together in Jersey. She goes, oh, my God, I love her. And, and this girl's like, oh, my God, I love your mother. She's so classy. And I'm like, what? What do you, huh? What do you say? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was great. It was a good time. And, then, and so the appetizers came and the salad looked unbelievable. They have a huge salad. I'm like, mm, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to. And I have a Johnny Walker Black. I'm going to tell you the drink status. I just get because they had beer, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to drink beer because I don't know, I don't know what's happening. And I walked to Times Square. Remember, I walked because there was no motorcycle or bike I could take in a suit, so I just walked there, and you know, walked at a brisk pace. And then I knew I was going to walk down to 18th Street and 9th Avenue to the other place. So I was just walking, walking, which of course, again, is the best part about New York. Fuck taking a cab or any of that nonsense. I'm going to walk. So. So we so the the appetizer they had the big salad and they're just like Dave come on whatever you and I'm like no 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 I can't and then um, an artichoke thing I mean these things were beautiful and I'm like no no I'm not gonna I want it I want it I'm not gonna start eating and then all of a sudden the chicken alavaca no no the penne alavaca came and I was like fuck I'm gonna have that it's right it was right in front of me he's like please take I mean it's family style I'm like damn it and then I had some chicken parm and I'm like damn it but it was so delicious it's just staring right at you when I. Love eating. It was very difficult. And I had another Johnny Walker Black, and I was feeling pretty good, and everything was fine. I wasn't full. You know, I just had a little bit to eat, and everything was fine. We were having a really good time. And, oh, yeah, then it turned out that uh, my other cousin, who was across the table, had just gone. She's like, oh, we go to the stress factory sometimes. We saw this... uh, Awful uh, Sephardic uh, woman, uh, or what's Sephardic? Syrian woman uh, named Olga or something. No, she wasn't Olga. She said, Oh, we saw this really great girl. I just called Olga last night and I said, like, Hey, my cousin, like, she, she remembered you. Like, uh, she thought you were terrific. Because you got to tell people when something like that happens, right? We all get up and they, you know, I don't have to pay. I'm like, Can I give you some money? And they're like, No, no, no. So it was beautiful. So I ate and I drank for free. Thank God. And then I uh, walked them out, and I walked down to all the way down 7th Avenue, all the way, ironically, okay, because they're heading to Billy Joel, but they're stopping at a bar first because the show's at 8. We left that table at around 6.50, maybe 7 o'clock. I didn't care if I was not on time to that thing. And I, I walked down 7th Avenue, and I'm walking past Madison Square Garden. I walk right past, I'm talking to my mother on the phone because I just told her what happened. And I'm like, you're not going to believe, I'm walking right past the goddamn Billy Joel show. (laughs) So, oh God, that was frustrating. So I get down to this uh, towel place and I walk in and it's beautiful. Amy, uh, Amy Yasbeck looked amazing. You know, she's two years old and she looks terrific. And she was great. And she's like, oh, come on. Uh, Richard wants to see you. And I'm talking about, we're talking about Richard Klein, Larry from Three's Company, the only guy I knew there, him and his wife. And I sat with them the entire time. And we had the best time. And there are photos for proof. The absolute best time. Uh, I drank again. They had scotch there, but it was disgusting. So I switched over to uh, vodka soda. And I had three of those. All right. I'm just keeping the count. So I was doing pretty good. And right. So I'm like, you know, they had all these food coming out, but it's, it's so funny. You guys know 
my eating habits. They're sick. I mean sick. You know this. I don't eat, I eat well, but I don't eat well. You know what I mean? And I eat disgusting, and I eat at my house like a closeted weirdo who just stuffs himself with food. And then when I'm out, when all this food is here and it's coming in these beautiful trays of, you know, egg rolls and sliders and stuff, I'm like, no, no, no. I don't know why. But there's one thing that came around which I could not say no to. It was goddamn sea bass on a stick. I am, that is my kind of, I think it's my weakness. Chilean sea bass is so good. I love having it at places. It's so delicious, and it had it on a stick. It was amazing. It really melted in your mouth. I think I had three of them. And I'm like, damn it, I got to stop eating. And then I say to yourself, well, why am I going to stop eating? What am I doing? But it, it, it lo- loges me. Is that, uh, is that the correct word? I, I, I get confused. And, but, oh, God, it was so good. It had a little glaze on it, and it was, oh, <laughs> it was, it was beautiful. So, anyway, I'm sitting at this on this couch with Richard and his wife and I'm, I'm talking to a bunch of people. Amy keeps introducing me because I guess I, you know, I, I think I told you last year, I helped save this guy. Like, you know, he, I don't know. She is very kind words about how I've helped the organization, which of course makes me very happy. And, uh, it's just great. And she's like, Oh, Dave has done this for us and he's done that. And it's, um, Again, what you can do without donating any money. But, you know, if you donate your time, then you are doing the kind of right thing. Anywho, you know, I'm just, I'm saying to myself, I remember I'm walking down there. I'm like, this is, and I, so I call my friend John Vitti from college. And I said, I'm having the f- f- fucked up night. I, oh, I, wait, I forgot to tell you this part. At Carmine's, right? I don't know if you've heard on the Billy Joel channel. And I think I've, maybe I've mentioned this before. I have a gambling problem. You all know that. I went there on Thursday to Hoboken and just make the bets again, right? Everybody knows, and I've had it for years. But years ago, and I've told this on, I think I told on the Jim and Sam show the other day, years ago, before the internet, you had to use a payphone, like a 976 number to call up and get the scores. And I always used to bet on Hawaii, and they used to play at midnight hour time. So the end of the score would be 3, 3.30 in the morning. And... You'd have to wait to get to the final. They'd do a repeat, and then at the very end of the call, after it cost, you know, $3, they'd give you the Hawaii score. And I had, I guess I had a lot of money on it this particular day. It was a Saturday Night Live party that they had at Carmine's. So it must have been the River of Dreams tour or whatever, because Billy was there, and I was there, and I think, I feel like Danny Vermont was there, but I'm not positive. And I was at the after hours part, the after party of Saturday Live, because I guess that must have been when Sarah and Attell worked on the show. So I was there. And I went up to this little, and I took a picture of it yesterday, and I'm not sure where I would put it up, but I took a picture of the area. And that's the area where I was on the phone getting the scores where Billy Joel was talking to some people after he just before. Maybe he wasn't even on this. Maybe he was just there. I don't know. And he's talking, and I told him to shut up because I couldn't hear the goddamn sports scores. Now, that's a legendary story I have been telling (laughs) because that's when you know you got a goddamn gambling problem. It's like, it would be like telling Larry David, you meet Larry David for the first time, and you're like, can you shut up? I'm on the phone. It's just, it's the Pee Wee's thing, right? I'm trying to use the phone. I'm sorry, operator. I can't hear you. 
trying to use the phone. So I took a picture. I'm like, oh, my God, I remember this place. I haven't been there in a long time. I mean, that must have been 30 years ago, right? So I took a picture, and I'm like, yeah, the, the phone booth used to be right here. The payphone used to be right here. I'm positive. But then I'm like, maybe I have it messed up in my head. But then there's a picture. When you go up the stairs of Carmine's, it says restrooms and telephones. Yes, there's no telephone there now, but I know I must have been right. Restrooms and telephones. Why would it say that? That sign has been up there for 30, 40 years. So I was right. That is where the incident happened with Billy Joel. It was very exciting. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. So I called my friend John Vidi as I'm walking. I'm like, you're not going to believe what happened tonight. I'm at this car in my place, right? And then I talked to this girl and I told him the whole Cornell story. And now I'm going to go hang out with the entire cast of Three's Company. I mean, what the fuck? I think I added something else in there, but it's just its just so... I mean, what... <laughs> Three's Company, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's like now I'm going to hang out with my best friend, Larry from Three's Company, and John Ritter's wife and son. Uh, just, it, uh, it's, so, it's hilarious. I mean, just like who you know, lives a life like that where it's just so, I don't know, so weird, (laughs) especially. And I guess what happened was also this day I realized I took like the last bit of money out I had and I'm like, I was really down, but then I have this rather extravagant lifestyle that same day, which cost me nothing. But you would never know I had no money with the way I was dressed and what I was doing. Which is hilarious. And of course, perception is everything. So anyway, we go to the thing and I'm sitting with uh, Richard and uh, his wife, who I've known, Beverly, for a long time. And we're talking, oh my God, I forgot about this. This is, this is fucking awesome. This is fucking awesome. There's this really pretty girl and she's uh, just wearing the shortest of dresses and she's sitting next to us. But later, she goes up, there's a second level where you can auction off stuff. Uh, there's a silent auction upstairs, and she's up there, and Richard's wife goes away, and he goes, hey, do you want to uh, stand under that thing and see if she's wearing any panties? And I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, let's go over there. And, I'm, and, he, and then I'm like, um, and then we just were talking. I'm like, I don't think she's wearing any panties. I mean, that shirt, that skirt is very short. I, don't, I think that is the key. So we're just talking about that. He goes, you know, it never ends because, you know, he's like, you know, 75, 76. And he's like, yeah, it never ends. And again, would you want to sit next to Larry Dallas from Three's Company and not have him be this way? He might be the worst actor in history because he's just playing himself on Three's Company, which is brilliant. But I've seen him do other work, so he's terrific. But And he's also a great guy. But, I mean, it's, I mean what? how exciting is it sitting next to Larry Dallas? And he goes, hey, we should go see if that girl's wearing underwear. <laughs> yeah. Well, because old men can do that to, to themselves, but we're not allowed. To, we shouldn't say it on a podcast. Ooh. There, I apparently I'm underneath the DJ booth, and all of a sudden they start making announcements and talking about the organization and all this kind of stuff. If you've ever been to one of these charity-like functions, you know they stop the party and dudes is talking, and all of a sudden everybody's staring at me because. I can't move. I can't look up at the booth. I'm right underneath it. So I'm just staring at everybody staring at me. I know they're not technically looking at me, but they technically are. So I have to, every time somebody starts talking, I have to pretend I'm acting, that I 
care about any of it. I, you know, we really don't care about any. I don't know any of these people. So she's like, and when I had my baby, and my, and I had a choice between my baby and myself. I know it sounds horrible, right, to not have any feelings. But I'm like, I don't know this person, and so I'm like, oh, that's a, that's. A, I'm acting because I know everybody's looking at me, and there's a huge camera on me as well because I'm right by the booth. The, the camera's on me the whole time, but the whole time I'm wearing this suit. And I'm thinking about this thing. This is the stupidest thing, right? But this is where my mind goes. And I'm thinking of this old Howard Stern television show where he had Mark Hamill on. And me and my friend Lawrence said, Mark Hamill, he's doing this lean and he looks so cool. So I said to myself, I'm on this camera the entire time. Everyone is staring because I'm the only one not facing where they're talking. I can't. And I'm like, I'm going to make a pose that should make me look cool. And that's all I was thinking of. I'm like, I gotta, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of turn towards the side and, you know, have my drink and make it look like uh, I am too cool, like I'm paying attention, but I don't have to turn around. I mean, really, I put all this thought into it. And here's the funniest part. I'm going to tell you, what, uh, more should I tell you that afterwards? No, I'll tell you in a second. I'll, I'll bring it back and remind me <laughs> uh, about this other part, which I'll tell you in a second. But anyway, yeah, I, I mean, there's probably footage somewhere. We took some pictures and everything, but yeah, it's like weird when you're, it's just like you're, I, there was no way out. They just started the thing and I couldn't get up and I, oh, it was awful. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm like, uh, Whatever, it's almost over. The whole night is almost over. I did it. I did it. I'm like perfectly drunk. I can leave anytime I want. I did it. I got through the night because I was so panicked. I wouldn't be able to do both things. So then I'm talking to these girls up uh, by the t-shirt area or whatever, and they're in charge, and I'm you know, trying to help people. Like I'm like, you know, if you guys come back next year, I can get you better hotels or something like that. I don't know. I'm talking to people that run the organization. Everybody's very nice, obviously. Very nice. I mean, what were they at a charity event? They're going to be assholes, so... I talked to this one guy, and uh, he, he helped me with my drink, the drinks I was getting for the girls upstairs and stuff, so everybody was really kind. And so, yeah, I was drinking my third drink, and it was pretty good. And I'm like, all right, I think it's time to go. Although I went to the, uh, I went upstairs to the, me and Richard and his wife went up to the silent auction upstairs, and they're, and there's off, they're auctioning off, oh, right, if you saw uh, this week's football show, you'll see that we had the auctions, right? So... There was a Bob Saget one, which, of course, I sent a meet and greet, like, virtually, which I sent to Jeff, which was hilarious. Then there was a Gilbert one, which I sent to Dara, which was hilarious. Then there was a Sarah one, which was right next to this, some guy from the Denver Nuggets, who I don't know, Jeff something or other. And I said, hey, which one should I bid on, you or this guy from the Nuggets? <laughs> and she's like, me. <laughs> and uh, so I was just taking pictures of the things because, you know, I wasn't bidding on it. But meanwhile, I don't know whether you, if, again, if you saw the football show, you you found out, I was talking to my friend uh, Joe, that a lunch with Henry Winkler only went for $1,000. Oh, that's what I told John Vitti, right? <laughs> because we were all in agreement that we would pay a million dollars to have lunch with Henry Winkler. We can't understand how it only went for $1,000. And you can bring a friend. So, and, and you have your choice of Italian or sushi. <laughs> Joe said Italian, of course, but I don't want to eat Italian in front of the Fonz. I mean, I do, but, you know, I think he, I'd prefer sushi. I mean, because then, you know, he's not going to correct the mundo. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, you're saying you're having lunch with Arthur Fonzarelli? Yeah, that's right. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be, well, right, because then I think I said, right, I know what it was. I was telling the guys at Carmine's. If, you, if I have lunch with Henry Winkler, right, and I'm palling around with Larry from Three's Company and, you know, John Ritter's wife will just say, because John Ritter, you know, whatever, there's a connection. Pretty much all I need to do in this one lifetime is meet Lee Majors, the $6 million man, and I'm good to go. That's it. Then I've done everything I've set out to achieve in my lifetime. (laughs) I mean, that's it. I meet Lee Majors, and we're done. I'm good. Never in my life could I have imagined sitting and being friends, and I've talked about this before, with goddamn Larry Dallas from Three's Company. My hero, and I tell you this because, as I've said to many of my comic friends, that's who we wanted to achieve to be. Being a stand-up comic, starting out, the goal, we none of us ever thought we would get our own series. There wasn't like a Seinfeld back there or anything. So we all assumed the highest we could get besides being a stand-up comic, which is something I never wanted to be, would be the best friend in a sitcom. And wh- who better to... Put your life uh, with, and uh, mixing up the words, you know, base your uh, life around then the ultimate consummate bachelor who's always upstairs, always with a hot girl. And wouldn't that be a super fun show to work on with a bunch of other girls that are hot? And, you know, I mean, and, and you're working with Don Knotts or whatever. I mean, it's like uh, that would have been the dream to be Larry Dallas, any comic. Or I've told, you know, Artie agrees. Uh, I don't know about tell. He's weird. But, you know, most of the guys that we started out with would be like, who, who wouldn't take that job in a second? Of course. So when Amy was talking, Amy Yazbek was talking about, she said, oh, and by the way, Larry Dallas is here, everybody. You know, this guy is right there. And so then they show him and they put the camera on me and him sitting right next to him. So then again, people are like, now they're really looking at me because then they're fixated on Richard. But I'm right there. And there's no way out. I know they're not really looking at me but then they're like well who's this guy because he looks familiar too because people were coming over like oh and where are you from i'm like i'm from nowhere don't worry about me but i look like i'm from somewhere you know that's the thing i'm I'm sitting next to larry maybe they think i'm his son who knows oh wouldn't that be awesome (laughs) but yeah i guess jason ritter who's the son of uh, John Ritter, spoke too. I never met this guy. Apparently, he's in Joan of Arcadia, and I was talking to the girls. I'm like, oh, my friend married the girl from Joan of Arcadia. She's like, David Cross? I'm like, yeah, he married Joan of Arcadia. I just put that together. There are so many connections. Anyway, I finally leave there, and it's, I walk out, and I'm like, I'll see you later, whatever, and then I really, it's, it's only 10.30. It felt like it was 3 in the morning, and I was in very good shape, and felt like drinking some more. So I called up my cousins and I'm like, are you guys done with Billy Joel? And they're like, yeah, I think we're going to go out, uh, you know, for a nightcap. As, uh, you know, we used to call it back in the 30s. Uh, and I'm like, tell me where you're going to go. So I was just walking home because I really didn't think they would meet up again. And as it turned out, when I was, I, I was already on like 5th Avenue and 40th. And he goes, and then he just sent the, the location. He goes, oh, we're on 39th between 7th and 8th. I'm like, you know what? Even though it's backwards, I'm coming over. And then I saw all of them again because I wanted to drink more. And so then I had two beers and a shot. They're like, come on, you do shots? And then then their kids were there too because I guess they went to the UFC thing or the weigh-in. 
So their kids were there, and they were old enough to drink too. So had more fun. And then that girl Debbie, who snubbed me at Cornell, she goes, you know, she was drunk by then, and she was just like, "I am the asshole cousin. I'm sorry. Are you still mad?" And I'm, I'm like, "Yes, I'm still very upset by." But boy, we had a great time. This bar just hang around, you know, standing and drinking and doing shots, but. The reason why I played the TED clip up front is because it reminded me of that when I'm thinking about doing shots and drinking all night long. It just reminded me of that montage when they're with Flash Gordon and they're just doing shot after shot after shot and then everything's a blur. And so if there was a montage of last night, it would just be like drinking and drinking because I woke up with such a hangover this morning. But, you know, a good time hangover is just like, oh, I got to do the podcast. I'm an hour behind. You know, try and wake up early and do it, but I'm like, I don't know if I can do it at all today. But I did, and I'm having a good time breaking it to you. But yeah, it was so much drinking, I guess. Yeah, so that's how I told you. I had ever all those drinks, but uh, the shots. So, but then all I could smell was tequila. I'm, I don't think I can ever do tequila again. My cousin, I guess he invented a tequila of some sort. He's trying to get rid of it and sell it. So he's really into tequila, but I was like not into tequila. And I bought him a couple of drinks because he was so kind. But... um yeah, it's uh, yeah, ugh, the tequila. I don't, I don't think I know. I had it the other day when I had wings, but I, I think it, it tequila just makes me vomit. So I just had J- Jameson. It was fine. It was great, but it was so funny because even their, you know, their kids were nice, and it was so much fun. This girl goes to University of Maryland. I'm like, hey, my friends went there. You know, I just celebrated their 25th birthday the other day. <laughs> hey, my friends go there. And she's like, let me see. And then I showed them the picture of us. And she said, oh, I think they go to a different sorority that's a little uh, snobby. And I'm like, no, no, that's why those girls are nice to me. They're not snobby. You're the snobby one. You're going to a crazy one. You're probably going to the Jewish one. None of those girls are Jewish. I think that's why they're kind to me. Because the Jews have never been kind to me, a la my cousin Debbie. So... We had a really good time just hanging out at this bar. These guys know how to party. It was super fun. And then we were talking about Billy Joel. They were playing Billy Joel on the thing because we think everybody just comes back from the garden and all the places play Billy Joel. They played four Billy Joel songs in a row because they know everybody's coming from the garden that just went to Billy Joel. Very smart. And uh, then we left and they were staying at this uh, the Hyatt at Grand Central, which is like right on the way to my house. So we were walking and then Debbie told me that my cousin who went to Cornell, she told me the whole story about her whole life. And uh, it was kind of cool. Like, she was like, but I was such a nerd in high school. You know, people used to bully me. So I, I kind of dropped out. And I ended up going to NGI, NJIT to become an engineer, stuff like that. Uh, and so when I got to college and, you know, people were, like, kind of nice to me and hitting on me, I, I guess I got a little, you know, full of myself, I guess, a little bit. It was, whatever she was saying, it was... Uh, it was cool. It was good. She'll never, I guess she will never remember that I was there, which um, I'm trying to think, what's that movie where, or I guess it's Homer Simpson where Mr. Burns never remembers him. And, and you know, and that's, uh, I think that's the Who Shot Mr. Burns one, uh, which drives Homer crazy because there is something to it when somebody, especially when somebody doesn't remember something that was so traumatic that I've never forgotten. And when I mention, when my mother mentions the, the, the mother's name or I hear any of the kids' names, I, that's all I ever think about. And I've never told anyone the story because that's how humiliating it was. But it was nice. And we walked to the hotel and uh, they got pretzels at the car. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good because I knew I was going to McDonald's. Why? Well, 
I had to get something, and most of the pizza places were closed, and I was just like, well, this I can bring back to my house. I figure, you know, I'll get the McRib, because, you know, what am I going to do? But um, they don't sell the McRib after midnight. What is it about that McRib that's so goddamn secretive? They can't sell it after midnight. They can't sell it on a daily basis. What the fuck? But it's all right. I had it on Tuesday. It was delicious. <laughs> so I just got like a Big Mac and some nuggets, and then I, it was fine. I needed something. I, I had to have something. I didn't really eat anything, and I feel you got to have something. Like, I really didn't want to make a pig of myself. I wasn't even hungry, but yeah, I needed something. I probably should have had a pretzel, but I don't like eating on the way. I like to come home, eat something, watch a little TV, and pass out. That is how you handle it. But remember, I walked everywhere, and... I've been walking so much and cycling that I don't feel that bad about eating so much because I've really been putting it together, like just uh, as it as it is. On when we spoke uh, last Friday, did a uh, I did a I went to get my haircut like trimmed. I just got a little trim, you know, on the sides because you know you want to be groomed on the sides so it doesn't look like a payas. If you know anything about that, so you know my place is all the way down in Soho. And normally, I would stop off at the Comedy Cellar and just say hello, even if it's the middle of the afternoon, it was about 4 o'clock. But I'm like, you know what? I don't really like going there anymore. It's weird. I don't know. It's, it's just totally changed. So I walked. I didn't think I was going to walk all the way, but I walked all the way home. And then I looked it up. It was 4.1 miles. And I walked at a very brisk, brisk pace all the way from Soho to my house. So, you know, I felt uh, I was like, good. Finally, I did something, uh, you know, that uh, makes sense. But it was so funny because, you know, I hadn't, I was like, well, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? I must have walked past every fast food chain that's ever existed. And I'm like, oh, this isn't very nice. I mean, Wendy's, Chipotle's, uh, Panda Express. Uh, it, it was like a joke, like uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, And it, this is in Manhattan. It's not like I'm in Los Angeles where, you know, you're driving by all these places. Uh, it, <laughs> There's no way to win. I don't remember what. I mean, I was just like, Ugh, I'm not going to eat anything. I'm not stopping on the way. I'm not getting anything. Do it. It's going to ruin what I just did. And then I did the same thing on Sunday. On Sunday, I decided. So so on. Oh, I know what I did Friday. That's right. I went out with my friend, Michelle, who used to live in the building, who's been on the podcast before. She moved to Connecticut and she was in town. She was having an art show. So we went uh, across the street for dinner, had a beautiful dinner. It was fantastic. Strip, uh, what was it? Is it the strip steak? Is strip, hanger steak. And we met this woman at the bar who, you know, it's a bunch of, you know, old people. And this woman was like, oh, you've got to try the special appetizer. It's shrimp and scallops in escargot sauce. And we're like, great. She goes, yes. In my house in Tuscany, we, we, uh, she just mentioned her house in Tuscany. It had nothing to do with the food. And she goes, but, you know, then my house in the ham in Florida near Trumpton, she just kept telling us about her house. We're like, right, right. I don't know what your story is. But then we sat down and the, it was so great because, you know, I know the manager, I know the, uh, the, the chef and the owner and his wife. And I never get to go there because it cost a lot of money. But that's the thing. I had to take Michelle out. She came out of town. I mean, this is the problem with me. I love paying for people and not, like I said, not being a big shot, just trying to do the right thing, even if it cost me. And that's what happened on Wednesday. I'm like, well, what am I not going to pay for my friend? I mean, my friend had to leave and she's like, I could Venmo you. And I'm like, oh, please. I mean, I just can't be that Natterman guy. 
I just can't have that reputation. It's awful. So, you know, what are you going to do? I guess you just spend it until it runs out, and then I'll get kicked out of here, and that'll be that. You know, I mean, really, what am, what am I supposed to do? I get a job, right? If you're all saying, get a job, we're all working. Yeah, I know. I know. I have to get a job. But anyway, um, that was great. I was really happy about uh, going out and eating and interacting with people again. You know, obviously, I've been doing much more of that. So the podcasts have been much more entertaining, right? Because we've been doing more stuff. It's not just COVID stuff anymore. It's funny. I just keep saying, God, I spend so much time alone, but I've been going out and out and out. I went every, out every day this week. And so on Sunday, I said to myself, self, <laughs> hello, um, I guess I put in, I must have, what did I, did I go to Hoboken? I think I just put all my bets in on Thursday when I went out and I just kind of let it ride and I didn't do any more. And Sunday I said, I'm going to go to the art show on Sunday, which is something I never could have done years ago. It starts at 11. I said, I'll get there at 1130. My plan was I'll go to Hoboken first, then I'll go to the art show and then I'll just hang around. But. I didn't go to Hoboken. I'm glad. And it went right down the yard. So I took the um, did I take the bike or the motor scooter? No, I must have taken the motor scooter down all the way down the South Street Seaport. That's where it was. And I met Alon and his wife because I invited his wife because she's an artist. So I'm like, well, you might want to come. And I didn't want to go by myself. And then we went and we were looking around. And it was really fun, you know, just to do something. It was a beautiful day. And to do something on a Sunday, you know, because normally I'm just inside, I'm depressed, I'm like, oh my God, football, who cares? And I, and we had a good time, I see my friend, and it was really fun, but I was, I was like, this is what you're showing? I was so mean. She has these beach paintings that she knows I hate. They're sad, lonely, and depressing, and she's an outstanding artist. But she has these other darker ones that are much more entertaining and riveting and she just will not show them. But it's the exact same thing with me, where it's like, yeah, you should talk about yourself on stage. And, be, and I'm like, nah, 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 nobody wants to hear that. So it's like the same thing. But then now it's gotten worse. Now I'm like, wait, you just painted flower pots? <laughs> Isn't that what like a third, a third grader does? What, are you kidding? This is your exhibit? I just I just don't understand it. I felt horrible that I was saying it, but it's just like I'm like I want to slap her in the face. I'm like you're you're really painting flower pots because you should have seen the other things that were there. They were um, they were murals and greatness and uh, you know and then it, the best was there was some African kid who's like nine and his stuff was right across from hers and his stuff was selling for like fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm like that's exactly what would happen to me. If I, if I was at that art gallery, there would be a nine-year-old. Well, I guess I just, you know, I felt it, and I just painted it the way I saw it. So, like, And everybody would be gathered around with the reporters and the press, and I'd just be sitting there like, God damn, kids don't respect nothing. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. But then we left, right? And we go out for, she's like, let's eat something. And I'm not rushing home for one o'clock. This is different for me. Normally, I'd be like, how am I going to miss the game? And I'm like, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I got too much, it, there's too much pressure riding on this. I, I, I can't, let's just relax, have a nice day. It's beautiful out. It's the fall in New York City. So we walked up to the Lower East Side and eat at this fucking awful place, sitting outside on the street. I fucking hate it. 
I just want to sit outside, but Elon's an idiot. I don't know. He's sitting outside and right across from a goddamn skateboarding store where they're coming out and practicing the skateboard. I'm like, this sucks. You just hear him keep going back and down right past our table. It was so annoying. They're all short-staffed. The, the, the coffee was so cold and gross. The breakfast sandwich was just okay. It really sucked. The place is dirty and gross. I hate the Lower East Side. It's so repulsive. But we're sitting there, and I'm like, wait a minute. Is that Allen Street? Because I, I don't know where I am when I'm on the Lower East Side. And, he, you know, they grew up there. Elon grew up there. And I don't. I get confused of where I am. I can't get my bearings together, which is weird for me because I have a pretty good sense of direction. But that Lower East Side down there, it's just I, I don't know where we are. I don't know how things connect. It's like when Kramer was at the First Avenue and First Street, and he's like, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, it's exactly like that. So then I saw, I'm like, wait, that's Allen Street? And I'm like looking at it right from my table, and I'm like, oh, that's my block I live on. I'll just walk straight up because they were going somewhere else, and then I just decided I'm not going to walk all the way home on this block, which is really far. I think this time it was another... Uh, I don't know, maybe five miles, well, whatever, five miles, but I also, oh, no, but I took the motor. Did I take the motor scooter or the bike? No, I took a city bike down there. Right. Yes, so I was doing a lot of exercise. I took the city bike down, and then I walked up, and I took my time. I wasn't walking briskly. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not looking at the scores. I got money on, like, the Titans game, which is ridiculous because then it turned out there was, like, some sort of trouble, and the line changed. I know this is stupid. Nobody wants to hear this, but... Uh, that and then I saw it was like fourteen nothing the opposite way and I'm like oh, screw this I'm not looking at it for the rest of the day I had that and over and some whatever it was all maybe I looked at it halftime and I'm like this is stupid so I get to about twentieth and first and I remember that my friend Laura just came to town and she moved in this neighborhood so I call her I'm like hey uh, I think you said you live around here I'm downstairs you you want to get some coffee or something and she's like yeah you know I'm hungover so. You could just come up and have coffee here. And I'm like, I'll get you something. I went uh, where I, I went to a bagel place first. There, there was no place to get coffee. The fucking Starbucks was closed again, okay? The Starbucks was closed again. It's a different location. The bagel place where I was like, can I just get a cup of coffee? We're closed. What was it now? 2.30? So finally, I went to the Dunkin' Donuts again. I got something. And what did they say? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did they? Oh, I said... we. I said, can I have a mocha cappuccino? And they're like, our cappuccino machine doesn't work. I'm like, this, you fucking suck. I'm sick of this. What the fuck is happening? He's like, but you can take some free munchkins instead. I'm like, well, fine. <laughs> and I put them in my pocket and I gave it to her. And I went up to her place and we hung out for like an hour and a half. We had a really nice talk. And then I guess around 4.40, I said, all right, I'll see you later. And I, you know, continued on my way. Because there's nothing better than they go for a walk. You got nothing but time. And you're like, hey, you know what? I'll stop here. I'll do I mean, that's the best. You can visit people along the way. That's a fun day. I hadn't seen her in years. And it was great that she was back. And, uh, you know, she's into hanging out. I'm like, why don't you come to the show on Wednesday? And then she came Wednesday. And we're friends again. So I go downstairs, and I'm like, all right, it's 4.45 now. The, the games are over. Should I look when I get home, or should I just take it now? And, you know, then I have a walk to contemplate, ugh, you know, this, right? So I said, all right, fuck it. And remember, it's Halloween, so everybody's, it, it, 
it's annoying. It's Halloween. Everybody's dressed. It was nice, but there's all these kids around and they're bothering me because I'm just trying to look at the goddamn scores. So I'm, I'm just looking for a place to kind of situate myself for a second standing and just so nobody bothers me while I possibly have a heart attack from these scores. And I look at the scores and I see the Tennessee-Indianapolis game is going into overtime and I can't even believe that they're tied because I need Tennessee to win. And I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Then I saw the over. And I, I just realized I had won money and I was thrilled. I couldn't believe it. But then I saw the Jets score and I had to double. I'm like, what, 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 wait, wait, the Jets beat Cincinnati? I couldn't believe it. And then I called my friend Lou Pellegrino. I'm like, what, what the fuck is happening today? He goes, oh my God, it was amazing. And as I was walking up First Avenue, he was telling me how it all happened. The Jets had a backup quarterback. They, you know, the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals, I know you don't care about football talk, but I'm just saying they're really great and they were expected to win by a lot. And the Jets beat them with this backup quarterback. And the reason I tell you this today is because it was so phenomenal in this town that this backup quarterback, Mike White, somehow beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Then he was, this is so fucked up. He was being heralded as the next Joe Namath, the second coming. I'm telling you. People were so excited about this guy coming out of nowhere. That's all the stations were talking about. Mike White, Mike White. And 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 they were playing on Thursday night, the Jets against the Colts. And I was like, okay, if Mike White wins this game, they might erect a statue in front of MetLife Stadium for him. That's how huge this was for Jets fans who've had nothing to be happy about for 10, 15 years. That's how bad things have been so then you know i'm texting these guys i haven't been able to text for years that are the only jets fans i know and we're like mike white (laughs) it was really funny and it's just so funny i'm like you know what i need to not watch football anymore because it's working so so but again on thursday well thursday everybody this guy mike white just got he threw a touchdown we're like, it's happening. I tweeted, Mike White's the greatest go Jets. And I was like waiting to tweet, just make sure he was going to be okay. And then he got injured and they lost uh, horribly. <laughs> Typical fucking Jets. It, it was so exciting. Everybody was talking about it. This guy, it was, it's a, it was an exciting story. He'd been around the NFL for a long time and... They're like, oh, now there's a quarterback controversy. I mean, it was really exciting. The Jets suck. Everybody knows it. And even if you don't follow football, you know the Jets suck. Everybody knows the Jets suck. And here was this guy. He comes out of nowhere. Meanwhile, it was Halloween, and everybody won with a backup quarterback. And as soon as the calendar changed, everything went back to normal, you know? That's clearly what happened. Halloween seemed to stir some feathers. Backup quarterback beat Tom Brady. Backup quarterback beat... uh, Minnesota Vikings with the Dallas Cowboys, which was the last one I needed to win, you know, plenty of money uh, on Sunday night. So I did watch that game. But I was like, you know what? I got to do this every week. Not worry about football. Just kind of relax. Have Sundays back. I like it. And so this Sunday, and, you know, I'm taping this on a Saturday. This Sunday, I scheduled a podcast at four o'clock. This guy always asked me. It's called the Live from America podcast. You can hear it if you want. Uh, through the comedy cell, this guy had Tam, and he's the best. And he always asked me to do Sunday. I'm like, during football Sunday? But I'm like, you know what? Uh, and 4 o'clock is the, the worst time. It'd be better at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. 4 o'clock, that's when all the games are ending. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm not leaving 
the house on such fucking marathon day. So there's a Giants tailgate. I'm like, screw that. I ain't going to Hobo. I'm not leaving this house. I goddamn hate Marathon Sunday where I live. It stinks. Put a stop to that once I become Manhattan Borough president. They're going to say, like, you can go to all the boroughs except Manhattan. <laughs> They're like, but, that, but that's where it ends in Central Park. Yeah, well, it's ending right now. Not on my watch. You can end it in Staten Island. How about that, you fucking assholes? <laughs> He go over the Verrazano on the last part. Just get everybody out of my neighborhood. Ugh. Stupid marathon. I hate it. I'm just going to stay in. I'm going to order. I'm not doing anything. I'm happy about it, too. So, and, and it's funny. On, on Thursday, when I was so stoked for the Jets, you know, I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm going to actually watch this game, Thursday Night Football. I haven't just sat down and watched it. Everybody was excited about it. Everybody's excited. It starts getting bad and worse and worse. I just turned to the Hallmark Channel and watched one of their Christmas shows. Thank God the Hallmark Channel exists with absolute nonsense. These shows are awful. They're so awful. I just taped the one with Danica McKellar. I think uh, that's the one from The Wonder Years. I'm like, well, let me see because she's really pretty. But most of these people, they're just awful. It's the same premise all the time. Do you know they have been noticing the pattern? And you probably know if you watch any of these Hallmark ones, whether they're Christmas movies or whatever the fuck they are, the... Guy and the girl that I mean, it's the same premise. It's it's brilliant, but it's like this. There's no you can't make one difference. They never kiss until let, let's say the show starts at two o'clock in the afternoon, and it ends. They're all, all two hour movies, right? So it ends with lots of commercials. So it ends exactly at four, and at three fifty nine is when the two main characters that have been going back and forth the entire time kiss. That's the only time they kiss at the very, very end. Never before, ever. Everyone I've seen, there's never, oh, we kiss that night and it's over. They never kiss until the end. I don't, it's a very strange premise. And then you have to say to yourself, or is it brilliant? Because remember, when you think about something like Friends, right? What were the most exciting things about Friends or what are the most exciting things about any movie or TV is always the the chase, the attraction until the first kiss. And then once in like Friends, it was always like, I like this girl. I like this girl. I like this guy. Uh, And then they'd get and then all of a sudden the next episode, they're all sitting on the couch together as if they've been married for 20 years. And then you're bored, which is why they kept Rachel and Ross. uh, You know, that went back and that was a mess. God, that was annoying after a while. But. You know what I'm saying. So I guess Hallmark found a way like, no, let's never let them kiss until the extreme very end. And that'll be that. Because, you know, who would watch if they already, oh, they are going to get together. So now I don't need to watch anymore. I mean, we know they're getting, well, you know what I'm saying. So I had to watch that. And then finally I had to wait till 10 o'clock so Hogan's Heroes was on. I would go back and forth and I'm like, why? Meanwhile, the Jets could have covered the spread at the last, but it doesn't matter. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I want to tell you because I can't believe I'm running out of time. On Thursday, Sarah Silverman, as you know, has been writing a Broadway musical with the great Adam Schlesinger, who's dead. And it's called The Bedwetter, and it's based on a book. And you all know about this. I've been talking about it for a while because it's been postponed, postponed two years thanks to COVID. And she goes, do you want to come to the reading, the, the final reading before we take a break and then you know start rehearsing in March again? And I'm like, sure. It's at 10.30 in the morning on Thursday. I'm like, yeah, I'm free. So, you know, Wednesday night, I went out kind of late. I'm like, uh, I'm going to take a Xanax before I go to bed so I get a good night's sleep. I don't want to fall asleep. 10.30 in the morning, see a show. It's risky. So uh, we go, and 
uh, I'm sitting right next to. I didn't know I was. I thought I'd be sitting by myself. I sat right next to Sarah and her boyfriend Rory Albanese, who you might. I mean, he's a comic and he's great. And I watched the show, and it's fantastic. And these little these little girls, they're the best ones in the show. They have the girl playing Sarah, who's amazing, really amazing, She's 11, 12, playing an eleven year old, and these and her three friends. They're the best in the show. And BB Newworth, who I got to meet, BB Newworth from Cheers. And Broadway, she plays the grandmother, so it was exciting to meet her. Very exciting to meet her. Look at my week. I'm hanging out with all these television stars from the uh, 70s and 80s. It's fantastic. And my friend Rick Crome was in it, who you might know from a lot of our Comedy Cellar readings. He's always the narrator, and he got uh, the part that apparently was supposed to be mine, which is fine. But it was really good. And uh, the songs were amazing, and it was very, very entertaining. Now, I don't. you probably don't know this, but you're going to know now. Years ago, Sarah told me that she had a brother, which I guess is in her book, but she, she had a brother named Jeffrey. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, yeah, he, he died you know, when he was just born. And that was the story I remember, like either he was stillborn or whatever, but apparently that wasn't the case. He was like either he might have been three months old and he died in a car crash. Uh, I, I found this all out later, but I didn't know anything about the car crash or anything, whatever the case may be, but she had a brother, a younger brother. Jeffrey, my, I'm just going to say it because now everybody will know, <laughs> my security password over the past 30 years has always been, what is Sarah's dead brother's name? Because I'm like, no one will know but me, you know, and it'll be hilarious. It'll be like, well, you just have to answer a few security questions. Uh, what is Sarah's dead brother's name? Why would you make that? You know, like I thought that'd be hilarious. And the answer is always Jeffrey. I just thought that would be so funny if somebody, you know, when you're at, when you're going through the fucking security, these pieces of shit that make you the security questions you never, you can't even fucking answer. And, oh, they're so horrible people. They're, the security is so stupid. So I'm like, this will be funny because they'll have to ask this and that's hilarious. And so, yes, now you all know my security. Who cares? Uh, good luck getting the uh, money you're going to need out of that. So, um, so the answer has always been Jeffrey. So... <laughs> But we always used to make fun and like sometimes she would be like, we would be talking and she'd be like, oh, what about Jeffrey? And we would laugh, you know, because she didn't know Jeffrey anymore. That's a, a long story. But then I found out later that her grandmother kind of killed Jeffrey. I think she was driving when Jeffrey died and it was like a big deal. And apparently Sarah being a little smarmy kid at 11 told like said like, okay, make sure you know, the kids are okay and they don't buckle up. And she's like, yeah, like Jeffrey. And, uh, you know, it devastated everybody. But, you know, when she told me the story, we were laughing because she told her, yeah, we don't want to end up like Jeffrey. And we were always laughing at that. So I'm watching the play and the line is in it. She goes, yeah, we don't want to end up like Je Jeffrey. And, the <laughs> and I'm, I'm dying laughing. And no one's laughing. It's a serious scene. But we've been laughing about it for years. So she has to reach over and and hit me <laughs> because she knows why I'm laughing. But she's like, no, we, we, we changed that it. it's serious now. <laughs> I'm the only one laughing. It's like when in The Simpsons when uh, Homer's doing some comedy and Bart's the only one laughing in the back of the room. It was so funny. I'm crying laughing. 
ah, Jeffrey. But it was, they changed it. She's like, Jeffrey? And they're like, Sarah, how could you? And it's supposed to be a devastating scene, but I didn't, I didn't know. That's why we forgot to talk about that afterwards. Oh my God. I don't, I, it was, I just, I didn't know what was happening. I thought we just always made fun of the fact that she was such a bitch and all that nonsense and, you know, whatever, right? So I'm at the, uh, at the benefit last night, right? And, uh, I guess one of the people that were speaking had somebody who died whose name was Jeffrey. And I just start busting out laughing when I know everybody's looking at me. And, and they're like, what the fuck is the matter with this guy? But I'm like, this isn't fair. Stop using the name Jeffrey to talk about dead children. Because that's always going to get me. Which is so crazy. The fuck is the matter with me? It's like I thought they were doing it on purpose. They're like, well, everybody remembers how Jeffrey died. <laughs> Oh, the guy's so high, he doesn't know what day it is. <laughs> hey, man, it's Dave. Open up, man. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> okay, now let's move on. <laughs> the guy's so high, he doesn't even know that it's Dave. <laughs> Homer? Homer? Homer's not here, man. <laughs> uh, okay, very good. Now let's... <laughs> That was me. Oh, my God. What is my issue? What is my issue? So that was the part that I remembered. I said, remind me to tell you. And that was the uh, the end part. But, oh, boy. So then I leave Sarah's show. We meet the whole cast. We meet the kids. You know, the one playing her sister. She's older. And she's like, thank you so much for the opportunity. And when she left, Sarah and I were just laughing because we, we love the affected kids. <laughs> you know, we're like, we're so close we just know what each other is thinking all the time it's so funny we're just laughing at this girl because she's so affected i mean she was really good that she's like thank you for the opportunity meanwhile the girl that was playing sarah was fucking brilliant i mean if this kid is able to pull off the lead role in this show she she'll probably be nominated for a tony if it does go to broadway because really she carries the entire show and she's 11 it's fascinating but it's so good and it opens up with this great song where she's going to school for the first time. And it's so funny watching it with Sarah when she's watching her, you know, life like that. It's, it's kind of entertaining to, to watch the whole thing. I kept wanting to look at Sarah, you know, like, wow, you're watching your life flash before your eyes, as I have done many times when girls have written uh, plays about me, uh, but that, not in a good way. So uh, she just comes to school and it's really funny. And they, the opening song is like, um, I love it here. I think it's going to be a good time, a real good fucking time. And it's really fun. The teacher's like, Sarah. And she goes, oh, what? You don't allow cursing here? Whatever. It's like, no, we do not curse here. So that's what the whole show is. And it's funny with the potty mouth and how it starts and stuff but uh so then she asked me she goes hey do you think we should cut out these two things and uh yazbek says we should dave that's david yazbek you know who did tootsie he's taking over the adam schlesinger part now respectfully and i said here's what i think and i was so glad and she knows i know broadway right so she's asking like what do you think i'm like i think the songs don't work but i think in one of them they do progress the plot so it might be a good idea and then i pointed out 
you know, I pointed out examples. I'm like, yeah, think about Groundhog Day, the musical, when they had the stupid Ned Ryerson song and the Nancy Taylor song. And I'm like, are we just putting in songs for these idiots to sing? It doesn't progress the plot. It's horrible. So, yeah, take it out or fix it. Damn it. (laughs) But it's so funny. I was talking to my mom yesterday. She's like, well, it's wonderful that you're giving advice for free and not getting paid for helping their show. And I'm like, well, that's what I do. That is what I do. Hello, Frisco. Oh, yeah, and on Monday, right, I went out to have wings again. Oh, so and wait, I left Saturday. I don't know why I was talking about it. I just, I can't get enough. They're so delicious. I really went to town. It was great. We had the medium, the extra hot, and the garlic parmesan this time. And Memo came, and then we got nachos. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Um, <laughs> I just look forward to Monday so much. But so anyway, when I left Sarah's show, right, it's right on 42nd Street in the Theater Row where we did The Odd Couple back in 1999. And then I'm like, you know, you know, I'm right here. Let me just go to Hoboken. I'm right here. I was going to walk past here anyway. Let's just take the boat, get it over with, and we don't have to go on Sunday or whatever. So I did that, which was fine. It was just looking to kill time. My cleaning lady was there. I just couldn't go back yet. Then I walked around, and then I think I got, I just walked all the way home again. So I did a lot of walking this week, and then I picked up Chipotle. So I always get a burrito, no, a bowl, a bowl. Is it a burrito bowl? Burrito bowl if I go to Chipotle, and then three tacos for later. So I get two meals for like $22, so that's pretty good. So I ate the burrito bowl when I got home, and then later during the game, I ate the other three tacos. So it was pretty good, but it was only $20 for lunch and dinner. So that's pretty good. And quite delicious. But they suck. I'm like, yeah, can I get a straw? I'll always get a soda at Chipotle because they have the fountain soda. And there's nothing more delicious than fountain soda. So I get the Coke and the lemonade together. I don't know. I, You know, I need to, I know it's a Coke with lemon, but I need to make like an Arnold Palmer. Maybe we'll call it a Juskow. If you're an Arnold Palmer, which is half iced tea, half lemonade. So the Juskow is half Coke, half lemonade. But no, it's actually three quarters Coke a quarter lemonade that is now called the just Gow. okay are we all in agreement on that the just Gow. three quarters coke lemonade but you got to mix it up you got to go you know with, with both of the levers um and then i'm like yeah can i have a straw we don't have straws fuck you i don't know why that made me so angry drinking that without a straw sucks and you know meanwhile when i'm at a restaurant i like to drink it from the glass but when I drink it in the uh, the cup, I, I want to have a straw. Assholes. I don't know why I got so angry. Chipotle. Shh, fuck you. <laughs> Such a stupid place. I was really angry because I was like, you know what? I should have gotten chips and uh, queso dip, and I usually wouldn't get it. But that would be good for football this week. But whatever the case may be, Jesus Christ, I have spoken... For a long time today, and we didn't. I didn't really even have anything to say, but uh, we had a very busy week. We went Friday to Friday, and um, I just hope you enjoyed the podcast because I guess I'm just going to continue to go out and do stuff. So that's making the podcast. I'm telling. You, I think I'm changing the name. Just got in the city, January first. I think it's time to change the name of the podcast. Not like the night flies working well. It's not like everybody's talking about the Nightfly. My cousin Sherry was like, where can I look it up? I'm like, it's called the Nightfly. And like, only this thing by Donald Fagan comes up. I'm like, God damn it. Try um, 
Dave Juskow's The Nightfly. Oh, here it is. <laughs> but that is our show for this week of the week of Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. Tonight on the show, Mike Vecchione, Dave Landau. Next week, Marina Franklin and Brian Scott McFadden. The week after that, Colin Quinn is penciled in to join us. And then Alex Sulkin will return on November 30th. Also, the West Side Comedy Club, my show, will be coming up December 1. And that is what's going on. Billy Joel, A to Z, James. And the Eyes Wrap-Up, where I'll probably uh, tell all these Billy Joel stories today, uh, this week. Today, right? So, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Like I said, this is really a terrific time of the year. It's so beautiful. It's fall. And, uh, you know, you just want to keep it together until things get really crappy in February. But right now, it's uh, good times and good places to be. I hope everybody has a great week. I'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. It's the Nightfly. Fly.